Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, fuck them kids. Um, all right. And with that. <laughs> That's a good place to start. <laughs> I just lost my notes, though, so let me pull those back up. Okay. Um, that is a good place to start, though. Hello, and welcome to episode 310 of the Universe podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker. Joining me is my wonderful co-host, Ronathan Baugh. How are you? Gang, gang. What's happening? Ooh, Cheers, what buddy. What are you sipping on? Uh, uh, a little uh, Fresquila. Fresquila. Oh, yeah? Tequila and Fresca. Wow. I didn't even know they still made Fresca. Oh, I buy most of it (laughs) (laughs) because it is, I didn't discover Fresca until COVID and it is like my favorite drink on the planet now. Yes. I never had Fresca. Never had Fresca. I would have sworn Fresca went out of business in like the late nineties. No, sir. That was a thing for, uh, for a hot minute in Atlanta. It's a, it's a Coca-Cola product or at least it was. I don't know how they've rebranded. What flavor is it anyway? Grapefruit, but it's not, it's grapefruit citrus. But the funny thing is I hate grapefruit. But this is delicious. The Topo Chico grapefruit is delicious. This is better. Tequila and Fresca is the is the shit. It's like that Key and Peele sketch when they're the valet attendants. I could blast <laughs> off into the sky. Um, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, you know, my, my, my steady uh, bullet bourbon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I just closed the window, so I'm reopening it. So I can rest. All right. We're bringing back a uh, a thing we were doing there, and I said we're going to do it, and then we didn't do it because we had a guest. And we and by the way, everybody loved Michael Thomas from Pennzoil. Oh, he was great. I was getting texts like people listening, like this guy is amazing. I'm going to switch to Pennzoil, <laughs> which yeah, I should tell Pennzoil that. Um, yeah, man, yeah I loved his boogie van, man. I, I know. Uh, for those of you who heard that episode, yeah. yeah. He, he told us about the van, then he did send us pictures of his van, and it is as insanely awesome as, as he described. 100%. Yeah. I, I want to track headlines. that down along with my dad's Pantera. I feel like those yeah. are the two coolest cars of the 70s that uh, just like faded into obscurity. Well, yeah. well, sir, that segues perfectly into our, uh, oh, our right? bring a trailer thing, um, though I didn't, I didn't pick the Pantera as one of the good or bads. I picked it as an example because there were so many this time around because it's been a bit since we did it. Let me pull Mm -hmm. up my other window so I have that up in front of me. But there were so many last time around um, that, uh, you know, there was a lot to choose from. And I think there would be some that we would be split on. um, But one that I I had that, uh, where the hell did it go? Oh, did I not put it? I didn't put it up here because it was one of the ones I didn't pick. But there was a 72 Pantera modified, but like looked good, red, and it went for 150. And I thought that was okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, uh, I mean, depending on, you know, restoration, survivor, depending on, you know, what modifications were performed or how, you know, close to stock it was. Like, yeah. I right. Mean, you're not, not going to find one for less than $80,000 in rough shape. Right. And, you know, 150, I mean, for a good car. Yeah, that's about right now. Yeah. So I thought that was a good one. Um, another one that I think was on the crazy side. I don't know if you saw this one. Um, it was a resto modded F-150 on a Raptor chassis that looked weird. Was but it like, it, it looked Centurion like it was, style, like four door? Yeah. Like kind of Centurion style. Four door um, with like a Bronco cap on? It didn't. I don't remember if it had the cap or not. It went for 196000 Jesus. Yeah. So I had that in the potentially crazy side. Here's one I think we would have split on. Raptor. 
Well, yeah, no shit. Uh, or like a, a huge trophy is- truck throw an interior in. Yeah. Um, another one that I didn't pick was a 1990 Land Rover Discovery, but it won the Camel Trophy in Siberia for 138. So like, it's weird to think of off-road provenance, but you know, yeah, that, I mean, but that's like legit. more legit than that. So yeah, yeah, yep. I get it. Okay, so here are our, our real results, um, and I have three crazy ones and one good one. Okay. So the first one is a modified 1981 DeLorean DMC 12. The twin turbo uh, yes. Kia powered car. Yes. Six speed manual. Two forty three. Out. Outstanding and outrageous. Like, you know, obviously you can't build that. Like, right. For, I mean, you could probably build it for that money, but I mean, it's supposedly the quickest and fastest DeLorean on the planet, right? It has such a hodgepodge of parts. It's right. wild. Right. Um, so Kia Stinger engine with twin Garrett turbos, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Six-speed manual, transaxle, and a limited slip. The limited slip comes from a 996.2911. has Recaro seats, KW coilovers. It has Ferrari 348 Challenge sourced brake calipers, which I don't okay. even understand why it would right. need that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's for sale in, or it was for sale in San Diego with a Michigan title. Um, I just... There's a lot going on there. I mean... I've kind of had time to digest and like that car has been kind of made the rounds. Like uh, it was on who against this first that and like, yeah. I don't remember what they raced, but uh, something cool. But I mean, I, I've seen the car, I know the car and you know, it's, it's a weird combo for sure. I, would I pay that if I were well healed and capable? Probably not, but you know, like the, the world's fastest DeLorean, like that has it looks, some to it. It looks really well done. Right. The price is just Oof, just when I, think of, when I think of the Ferraris, the Porsches, the the certain to appreciate assets and yeah. European supercars that I could buy for that money, there's no way I would consider that. But right, 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 nope. right. You're not that, that, the, the driver, like you know, that's something you can enjoy every day. And not, I guess, if you're not worried about appreciation, you're not worried about you know keeping that thing pristine. Like it's, it's if the person really bought it unique. as as an investment. I would say it's a poor investment. Right. If they bought it to drive it and they just do not give a shit about money, you know what? Go have fun. Sure. Um, also, you could have spent your money better. But uh, let's <laughs> move on to the next one. A 1983 Volkswagen Rabbit GTI Callaway Turbo Stage 2. So oh. I don't know if you know, but you know, Callaway know. used to tune these. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 62 grand. <laughs> Dude, how rare were those? And like that was like much of like the Callaway tuning empire. Like I know that, that has provenance. And like See, that I, I knew cool. you could. I knew you would argue for this one. Oh yeah. Um, but but at the end of the day, it's still a two hundred horsepower rabbit. Uh, sure, but that's a riot. Two hundred horsepower in that thing. I mean, I know it? it weighs nothing. It, yeah, it weighs I, yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm all in this on this, and I'm not a VW guy. In fact, like the worst car that I ever owned was a. Uh, I guess it was a Mark IV Jetta that I had to buy. because Right, when you were in a sorority. Um, Pretty much. And I will say, the interior is spotlessly clean. Like, and the outside looks stock or or like basic and sleepery. Um, I I don't even think there's like a Callaway badge on it or, you know, I don't think that was something they did. So, 62 feels high for, I, I, I get it and I agree with all your points. I don't, I don't think it's high at all. Um, all right, that's this one—that's something that would be fun to drive. I, don't, I mean, how many miles is that one? 
Um, I just, it says it's like 19,000 or something. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not too low miles where you can't drive it. Yeah. You can definitely not, drive it. Yep. Worn out. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be super fun. Yeah. All right. Here's one I think you're going to agree with me on a 1987 Volvo wagon. Very clean. 60,000 miles. 35 grand. That's what stupid. Like, turbo five. No, or? it's fucking stock. <laughs> Can I tell you, like factory, like one of my best friends growing up, Jay Stevens, his mom had a turbo wagon. What year is it? Which were you saying? This is an 87. So is it like the low squat? Like, I don't remember it. 760. What, it's what no, it's like the old Swedish looking like brick the, thing. It's not, the, it's the not the cool. It's not the shit? cool. It's a DL. It's not the cool turbos. It's, it's a regular ass inline four automatic beige. The interior looks nice and clean, but yeah, 30, I mean, the car is spotless. Okay. But I mean, 35 grand. That's nostalgia. Tugging yeah. Someone's heartstrings. Like this was like, someone's like, like went to Radwood. Your mom's, mom's car, the car that like they were, you know, shuttled to and from school and karate yeah. or soccer practicing, but karate. Would I, yeah. would I spend that? No. I got my <laughs> yellow belt. Don't, don't laugh at <laughs> I got my yellow belt in one of those. All right, we're moving on to the one that I think was very well bought. A no reserve sale on a 1973 Toyota Crown Super Saloon. So this is like a dope looking Japanese gangster sedan. Does um, Super Saloon mean stretch like limo or? Is it uh, just- no, no, it's just the name for the car. I'm going to text it to you right now so you can pull it up. Uh, and see what the hell I'm looking at because I think you're going to appreciate the aesthetic on this one as a fan of, you know, you, you've added some JDM elements into some of your own shit. Um, there it is. So no one. Oh, so, yeah, dude. I love that body style. I really do. 17.5. Yeah. yeah. That's a steal. I would yes. love that. I don't care what powers it, you know, as long as it's as clean inside as it is it's outside. It's like a cool little inline six with a, with a three-speed manual. Um <laughs> SSR 14-inch SSR wheels that look perfect for the car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's in clean California title too. Shit, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Um, Forty-one thousand miles, seventy-five. That's a steal. The car looks yeah, flawed. Oh, awesome. Whoever bought that won this round of Bring a Trailer. So yep. there you go. Now we're gonna slide over to some more modern shit. Um, mm-hmm. We both, not together, but we both attended the LA Auto Show, show in quotes, because it was kind of weird. Um, so uh, what did you say? I'll start with you. What did you see that you liked? Well, I'll start with the weird. Okay. It was weird seeing the halls kind of, just like SEMA, um, kind of cordoned off to make the space more intimate. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, they, they probably, they didn't cut the halls in half, but it was probably two-thirds capacity. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was weird, but what was really weird was seeing like ride and drives within the halls, like inside the building. Like yeah. Mustang, like uh, Ford was giving Mustang Mach E and F 150 Lightning ride alongs. And like it was just like short spurt, like probably, you know, I, I guess like a not even a football field, like probably like a no, it was short. 60, 80 yard sprint. And then they'd run back and, yeah. you know, just pick up new new guests and uh they were just you know running in cycles all day long like that was that was weird it was uh you know something that you'd expect to to see outside i mean i guess it was a cool experience but the fact that you know there's zero emissions vehicles and they can do that like yeah it's it's inside now 
Yeah. And I just felt bad for all the people like in the surrounding booths because all you hear was tire screeching. <laughs> yeah. Like the entire time. Like I spent a lot of time in the Ford booth and Stellantis, like right around there. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was annoying. It was like, ugh, like, like I wanted, I, I almost brought like noise canceling headphones. Oh, geez. Just so I could walk around and kind of like, cause I went on, when did I go? I went Thanksgiving or the day after and like, was it I packed? Just, I just, no, it wasn't packed at all. And I went within like two hours of the show closing and I just like, I just wanted to zone out and just kind of, you know, really get inspiration. Like I didn't think I was going to see anything like groundbreaking or new that I hadn't seen either online or in person myself. And I didn't, but uh, you know, the only thing that like surprised me was like, there was a couple of Chinese manufacturers that, uh, that had really big and I don't want to say impressive booths, but like, you know, they weren't like laughing. presence. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember. There was one that had an SUV that was pretty distinct. And uh, I don't know, like, you know, with the absence of Mercedes, with the absence of Audi, BMW, Porsche stole the show. And, you know, it's yeah. just like, you, yes. they're, like, they're undeniable. Like everything that they displayed was incredible. The, uh, the Mission R was, you know, my favorite thing at the show. Yeah. That's the harbinger of the, uh, of the next Cayman. You know, I'm all in personally. Yeah. You know, it's not going to suck. You know that. And like right. the, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, dogs went crazy. The um, Taycan GTS. Oh, God, yeah. Like just the coolest thing. Like I'm driving there's very few cars week. that I would drive just bone stock as they are. And like that is it. I'm driving that one next week. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I'm very excited about that one. Uh, yeah, the, that, the GTS Sport Turismo mm-hmm. was, was just Oh, I like you walk in, you see the GT4 RS, which is wild uh, that they I, built that. I love the, the matte metallic blue re- wheels. Like, yes, I'm yeah. all in on that. Like, yeah. But I looked right over the roof of it and you see the red wagon. You're like, Oh, right. mm, give me that shit. Um, that's like, I had a, I had a list of the vehicles that I, um, let me just pull that up. Yeah. I had a list of the vehicles and it goes GTS, Sport Turismo, Cayman GT4 RS. But then the other one I think that was interesting was the Challenger Jailbreak. Yep. Just because the concept of that one is, which is something I've always wanted in modern cars, which you can't do, is like, oh, I want the, the, the crazy high performance one, but I want like basic ass seats and then the best sound system. You know, like I want to mix and match shit. And the Jailbreak is supposed to get back to like, here's the options list, you, you yeah. know? Exactly. Like individualized, like, I don't know, it's somewhat contrived, but I think it's cool. It's like, you know, it's obviously it's a last hurrah for, you know, Mopar for Dodge. Right. Like, you know, they're, they've already announced that they're, you know, ending at least Charger Challenger production as we know it and yeah. after 2023. So it's like, you can make your one-off like Mopar, almost like the, uh, like the oh, old days. Like, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, all the cars that sold, all the Hemi Kudas that sold at Bear Jackson right, for a million dollars. It's a million one of one because I got the black top. Four speed with the white with interior the mer- with the black vinyl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no. it's like, you know, they're allowing customers to individualize, like really individualize and like yeah. unlock like all the silly color combinations. I got statutory grape for the spoiler <laughs> guards and uh, no one else has that. So that's a one one. Like, oh my God. Like, I don't and it protects, hear- it protects my, um, my hiding child doll. Uh, the fuck are those called? <laughs> right there. We were yeah. talking about those. In, yeah. Um, but uh, the, fact that like, the, the fact that they're letting you do it is awesome. Um, sure. uh, I yeah, really like I that. I agree with you. Like, I, I feel like the way to do it is to decontent and like, you know, make it as light as possible and just like as old school as possible. But 
Yes. I feel like it's it, like most people are going to go the opposite way. They're going to option all the way up and just make the goofiest color combinations and just like have, I think, you have orange calipers. I'm going to have brown interior. I'm going to have the brown leather interior with red seat belts. And it's just there, there, there are going to be some atrocities. And it's like, just because you're the only one doesn't make your shit more valuable. A thousand reasons why nobody else did that shit. Yep. You're totally, you're totally, totally, totally right. That's exactly what's going to happen. And, and I, I, bet, I bet they knew this too. They're like, yeah, we'll let them choose. They're going to check every fucking box, but let them choose. Like, right. oh, I ordered a challenger, but I also somehow they let me order the demon crate, but I don't have a demon, but I did it anyway. Um, like, okay, dumb shit. And I ordered uh, five days at Bondurant, but I, I, I don't live near there and I, I have no plans to go. And, right. um, yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen. Yeah, the LA Auto Show was weird. There was some interesting stuff, but Porsche, Porsche there, usually. Was there anything that surprised you? Like um, that, I wanted to adopt the dog that I saw in Subaru's uh, booth. Oh, really? Yeah. So Subaru every day was showing different. They had a little like petting area for available adoptable foster I feel dogs. Like they did that the last they the have last yeah. 2019. It's it's their thing, yeah. But they had a much bigger booth this year because they could. Um and the day that I was there on the press day, there was a basset hound in there oh. that just was like the most friendly dog. And I and I didn't realize they were rescue dogs. Like, yeah, I'm the foster mom. That dog's name is Riley. And I'm like, oh my I was texting my wife. I'm like, uh we might have to get this dog. So yeah. Speaking of dogs, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm dog sitting again. This is Yoshi. Say hi, Yoshi. Uh, I don't know. He's like uh, 18 months old, and uh, he's a sweetheart, but he's scared of everything. So he's just, oh. right now he's trying to get at his his tennis ball, which is just between like my console and like a planter. Is and this one potty trained? Oh, totally. Yeah, he's like yeah. a year and a half old. He's great. Like he's been home by himself all day, and like he's he's such a sweetheart. But like I said, he's scared of everything. Like, he's, oh. he won't go between a space this this small to go get yeah. his, his tennis ball. So you might hear him crying. Oh, cute. But seeing as we were talking about dogs. Right, right, right. Now, right. um, well, switching to a different show that we both attended where you had to do a, a dress change because you broke your, your cool-ass sneakers. Uh, Radwood SoCal 2021. Yeah. You brought the 777 Ho. Mm-hmm. Uh, so same question for the LA Auto Show. What, what did you see that, you, that stood out to you that you liked? Okay, I mean, it, they're kind of a stalwart at the uh, Radwood SoCal shows, but CMS Motorsports, my yes. buddy Shot, like he comes hard. Like he had he had a tractor trailer with like six cars on it, plus like a couple flatbeds, plus he had friends drive cars, and it was like almost all like crazy exclusive AMG cars, like you know, like five sixty SECs. Like he has one with a gold wing. He had like two convertibles all like wide body, just like the most outrageous shit. And like he had a, he had uh, I don't think it was raddest in show, but I think it was raddest domestic was uh, his JBA dominator Fox. Body. Oh, that was his too. Yeah. Yeah. That white <laughs> wide body Mustang. Yeah. Old HREs. IRS like, too, right? 40. No, I don't think it has IRS. No. But oh, okay. That, you know, super tall F40 style wheel, like wing, excuse me, that, uh, you know, that car, like, I mean, I think they only built like a handful of them, but that was, you know, one of my dream cars as a kid. His is so clean and he's got yes. like a bunch of Celines and stuff. He's just got an incredible collection and like, and for people who I, don't know who this guy is. So CMS motoring in LA, like it, nobody really knows what they sell. It just exists to like for Sean to collect these cars. And I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. He looks like he could be like the main 
villain in a John Wick movie, but he's the nicest guy. But he, he even has like dudes around him who look like who could be his lieutenant. <laughs> And they're all having a blast. They're dressed in costume. He had like a like a full track suit with his slick back long hair. And he brings the party and the show he organized. Yeah. And I was talking to the Radwood guys about him. We were all talking. They're like, yeah, the very first show, he like tried to set up branding, but he didn't know that we had like people pay to be there. And he right. totally got it. And every other show, he gets it. He's a part of it. He brings it. And I mean, he is, as far as like SoCal Radwood goes, I don't know if he goes to the other Radwoods, but he is like, he is a force to reckon with in the best way possible at SoCal yeah. Radwood. I don't know if they, if they awarded this this past year or since I think it was 2017 when Farrah won it. But when, when Farrah brought like four cars. Is that he when was, he had his Lambo? No, it was before that. He had okay. his Fox Body Mustang. He had his SL. Oh. He had the Million Mile Lexus. And oh. I think something else. But uh, he was he awarded. past the crown. Uh, yeah, he was awarded King of Radwood that year. Yeah, well, he and needs to pass that Sean, crown. Yeah, Sean should 100% be King of Radwood. I'm, I'm going to talk about that with Brad on Saturday. I'm going to see Brad yeah. on Saturday, and I'm going to bring that shit up. And I almost bet – I bet Farrow would agree at this point, even though he could come back with some of his stuff, but still Sean has more yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, – so um, the things that stood out to me was there was a Suzuki Samurai with all the speakers. Um, the I missed that. I saw it, but like I didn't get to enjoy it. I didn't think this through. Let me take this ball from this. Game. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude. So the license plate said Radist, and um, it was very period correct. And the there was no back seat. The whole back half was like subs and speakers, and it was it was insane. Um, my next bullet point was CMS's entire setup. Yeah. Um, I love the Dodgy band. They, yeah, like, they brought break that, dancers. That was what was most impressive to me was that they had break dancers dancing to, you know, period music, playing from his 560 SEC convertible, wide body, like the crazy system, and that like the, the back seat was replaced with subs and you know, it was just an insane the sound system sound in that system. car. That was so good. Was so it sounded better than like the the overall DJ sound system at the show. Yeah. It, it's I, I can't imagine how much that system cost at the time it was installed, but it sounds. Yeah, I feel like that's a new build. Well, honestly. Yeah, like I think it, like I think that was the debut, and I think it was all new, you know, guts and you know technology and everything in that car. It's, it was awesome. Um, obviously, I like that Ferrari three hundred eight that ended up winning Radiston Show, the rally right. style Ferrari. Apparently, um, that guy's driven that thing to like a la the Arctic Circle. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he's been he's all been, over the states, but I didn't know he'd been like. I didn't know the, the that bit either. I was talking to Brad yeah. about that. Who on the last episode of this podcast, um, he said that guy showed up at Radwood NorCal, and then he, either like a week later or the week before, he was like in the Arctic Circle with the car. <laughs> and then I know Fred Williams from Dirt Every Day posted a picture of the car randomly in Utah. And then uh, I, I knew about the car because I saw it driving through Colorado. So then all of a sudden it was there and had a wheel parked on the – I mean, the guy is obviously – I don't know what – like, it's like uh, – he must be like one of those van lifers who can work from everywhere or sure. he doesn't need to work. Right. And either way, he's having a lot of fun and doing it yeah. right. Good for him, man. Yeah, I, um, like, I, I ran into somebody that was like, oh, I saw the guy in Colorado 48 hours ago. Like, right. Like, he just tracks that thing all over the country. I'd really love to hear, like – stories of maintenance and you know what what is in that thing that allows him to to travel far and wide you know without breaking down without having you know major you know 
mechanical malfunctions. Uh, yeah, because you can't just pop into like AutoZone and get like Ferrari <laughs> 308 shit. Exactly. Um, Your Rally 308. Yeah, Rally 308. So awesome. The other thing I like was the Dodgy Band. The Dodgy Band. Oh, yeah. 100%. I follow that dude on Instagram. Uh, I, I've never seen it in person. I, d- I don't think I realized that it has, what was it? One, two, three, four, like six, six seats and they're all <laughs> race seats. <laughs> yep. I want to build one of these so bad. Um, See, I want to build a Chevy Astro version of that, but like okay. slammed on air, same deal, like six racing buckets, like right. crazy stereo. I just feel like that that's like the ultimate, like LA to Vegas shuttle, LA to Palm Springs, like take, you know, like four of your friends, like, Three couples just jam out to the desert, but like the Dodge yeah. is cool as hell. But like, yeah, like he's got rotiforms, so you know, <laughs> I, I, I definitely love that that man. And like, he's just like he's an ambassador, man. He's just like the nicest guy. He's like an ambassador for like custom car culture here in Southern California. Like, he's just super nice. He's everywhere. He's got like a Saab wagon that uh, oh, I don't know shit about Saabs, but it's pretty cool too. Nice. um, Yeah, he's just like the like nicest, most genuine dude. I love that van. It's so well done. Uh, It's really, really, really good. I think like the the two front seats are a different color than the four rear seats. It's kind of cool. Yeah, little touches to to detail, or he just Mm -hmm. happened to like had the money for the front two, and then he had the money for the four, and they're like, ah, you can only get red for those. He's like, fuck it, do it. Um, But who knows? Now, uh, different, different area um literally today let me let me thank art brad the whole gang oh yeah redwood for allowing me to leave and come back and saving my spot because my shoes disintegrated i I did kind of like a instagram poll the night before like what should i wear like you know i had like this uh, dale earnhardt satin jacket and a bill elliott satin jacket like my plan was to bring both my mustang and my tahoe Wow. i was gonna do an outfit change like from chevy to ford guy yeah. But Mustang didn't make it. We'll talk about that another time. I don't want to <laughs> you know, raise my blood pressure tonight. But uh, <laughs> anyway, like I wore these shoes, these uh, aerosol twos, and I bought the shoes. They were brand new in 2007. And I really, I kind of retired them. Like I haven't worn them in forever because I have to tell the story. You know, I was going to say, tell it, tell it. I wore these shoes when they, the week that they first came out. I wore them to a, a Roots concert at like, it was like whatever the, the Hollywood, like, at like uh, I think it was called the Gibson Amphitheater or something like that. Like, it doesn't exist anymore, but it's where Harry Potter is now at uh, Universal City. Okay. Like, and uh, it was just, it was a cool concert venue and like the Roots were playing there in 2007. And my friends somehow got backstage passes. We're back there and uh, we saw Dave Chappelle. And it just started raining and backstage is mostly outdoor there. So it just started raining and like my buddy was like, Hey Dave, like, you know, can we get a picture? He's like, sure. He's smoking a cigarette. Dave and I step into like a doorway and like he takes a picture with me. And then my buddy Paul, who took the picture, he's like, after we finished, like, you know, we ex- exchanged pleasantries, whatever. Dave was super cool. Uh, my buddy Paul's like, Rock. He like, like looks down at our feet and I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, like, yeah, no, it's Dave Chappelle, dude. Like we just met him. <laughs> and I looked down and Dave and I are wearing the same shoes. It's those aerosols that had just come out that week. And aerosol twos actually. And Dave and I both looked down at the same time and go, Oh shit. And like it was just like the coolest moment of my life. And I was like, that's it, we're out. Like everybody, let's go. <laughs> like I was like, it's not gonna get any better than this. Let's go. 
But uh, yeah, like I kind of retired those shoes because of that. I was just like, you know, like I don't really collect shoes. I just buy shoes that I like to wear. You know, I got a bunch of shoes and I like, you know, all sorts of mainly Nikes. But anyway, like I just put those on the shelf and I never wore them. And I brought them out for Redwood and they just disintegrated. Like I ended up tying my shoelace around the sole to keep it together. And I'm just flopping about and they're just crumbling. And it's just like the most embarrassing thing ever. So I, I, tra- I finally tracked, uh, I don't think it was a part, but I tracked one of the, the guys down and I was just like, dude, can I please go home and like, can I drive home? I'm like 10 minutes away and like, you know, we save my spot. They're like, yeah, dude, go for it. So yeah, no, really they do. That, that's appreciate nice them thing. for that. And like, you know, they're super cool and like accommodating and it would have sucked to have to walk around in my sock feet for the rest of the day. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, and, and you're going to, it's funny. We talk about cars this way, but you're going to, you're going to get the sneakers restored. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a, there's a couple places, but, uh, there's one here in Long Beach. I think it's called Hillary. And, uh, I've got a couple pairs of shoes that I need now to have restored and like they, they do an incredible job. So awesome. Hopefully they'll, they'll take care of me. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to spend an exorbitant amount of money for some shoes that are not worth a hell of a lot. But. I thought those were like Jordan ones. Air oh, assault. Air twos. assault two. I got to look those up. All right, cool. Um, yeah, they're definitely worth saving. Um, that's, that's funny too. That, uh, Oh, and there was a super awesome car park near yours. The, uh, it was a, was it a Caprice? Caprice? Yeah. yeah. Like, like boxy full bar on the front. Yeah. It was a box, box Chevy Caprice, like full police package, but like almost sleeper police package. Cause the car yeah. was blacked out, no lights. Um, but it had a, it had the big bumper on the front. It was yeah. fucking, I loved it. It was so yeah. awesome. It was super intimidating. It was like, what was cool about that? It was like those guys like pretty much camped out in their car. Like they were just in the car for like at least two hours that I saw just hanging out like they had a full crew and like people were like jumping out and jumping in like you know they were like come get in the back seat and like you know they were just hanging out having a party in the car which i thought was super cool nice uh yeah and that's funny because i did ask brad about the beer thing he's like yeah it was because it was at acura they were like there's you cannot do that he's like but we but we made sure not to check coolers right <laughs> i was like i was like yeah. cool yeah, yeah that helped us out later on in the day um uh, and I was going to bring one and I didn't, but whatever, that's a different story. So a uh, different topic here, changing from Radwood um, to something old and new. Literally today, Volkswagen invited me out to Johnson Valley, which I had never been to before. I've never been to the King of the Hammers. And I guess this is where King of the Hammers happens. Um, and I got to drive three off-road vehicles. The first one was a 1969 Volkswagen Beetle, um, which was awesome. <laughs> like, bad but like in a really good way the and then the other Baja two spec, like yeah oh yeah yeah full race it was a race book yeah it had all the switches for lights uh it, it like it had numbers it it competed and signatures on the on the on the inside of the roof um right. it, but like like hilarious old steering wheel uh it it leaned so much but you just like let it get there and ride it out and and um it was fun four speed like it, it, Driving the Montero out was probably a good idea to like prepare me for that car because I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, vague steering and and it was, it was good. But the other two cars were their electric ID4s, um, both f- prepped for off-road, one more so than the other. One was the rear-wheel drive single motor uh, ID4 that Tanner Faust and Emmy Hall drove in the Nora 1000. So that was kind of cool. 
Um, and then the other one was an all wheel drive dual motor that uh, Mercedes Lilenthal drove at the Rebel Rally. So the Rebel Rally one is a bit more stock, uh, much more stock because it's for Rebel, um, but it has way more power and it's all wheel drive. The rear wheel drive one was full race spec, you know, seat, roll cage, fucking Tanner Faust seating right. position, but I fit yeah. thankfully, but it was, you know, um, and then like all that cool shit. And I, and I went out there expecting the rear wheel drive one to be the more fun one to drive. Yeah. And the suspension was awesome because yeah. it had like two inch lift and Eibach and, and um, bigger tires and all the shit. I'm like, the suspension was amazing. But as soon as you turn, it wants to pull power back and all this shit. So the all wheel drive one did not do that. Like the front motor wants to pull you through corners right. and you could, and they set up this little, like not an autocross course, but they had a, we drove a couple miles out into the desert to a dry lake bed. And then out there they had like a thing for like a straight run. And then you set up for a slalom and then you set up for like a little bit more of a little course and you come back in. And, um, and the all wheel drive one was an absolute blast. Um, and there's only three journalists out there. So we just split time between the three cars and That's right. uh, it was fun. Um, it was the, the vehicles were great. Even the rebel rally one was like, on the way back, that was the one you had to be the most careful with over the whoops, but it still did it. And both cars were, were tuned up by like Reese Millen shop in Huntington beach. So they had like full underbody protection, Sparco wheels. Um, I think they were running Yokohama Geolanders, which are like the most basic ATs, but they worked fine out there. But the, the beetle was dope. The yeah. beetle was super dope. Like, cause on the little like slalom back and forth, you like, you let it swing and then it sets and yeah. it has so much camber like just sitting there, like there's just fucking camber, so much camber dialing. Cause it, like if it jumps and shit, you know, and it, and then you, and then you get back on the gas and then you swing it the other way and you get back on the gas. And it's like this big ass steering wheel. It was, it was so, so much fun covered in dust, but laughing and smiling and stuff like that. So it was good shit. That sounds fun. It sounds a lot more fun than my last Johnson Valley excursion. It was in our buddy Anthony's uh, Toyota Tundra TRD pro. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chasing like I was, uh, this one when I was back in Hoonigan, I was basically shuttling a uh, one of our shooters from the high speed section of the King of the Hammers back okay. to Hammertown and um, and back door and all that stuff. And we were following like our guide, and we hit some whoops and just like collapsed a, a spring, a shock, like like bent a control arm, and like the car, the truck was just like this. For like a day and i was just like dude when i returned to him i was like i didn't notice this but uh your truck is fucked like <laughs> i was driving behind him the next day and his truck was just on a gangster lean i was just like i'm sorry like i, I told you i didn't want to take your truck but like i really didn't have an option it was like that or my tahoe and yeah like, that wasn't gonna work but um yeah johnson valley is uh it's uh it can be torturous like if you're if you don't know what you're doing and i definitely didn't know like not an off-road guy but uh, we we drove on part of the course for the hammers, like one of just the silty whoop section. Like we weren't in the mountains, no. but um, we were based out of this shop that had the sickest. It was a 79 F one fifty in the shop with a full like trophy truck underneath sure. big twin I beams up front, um, big King shocks. And then they had another truck in the corner that they bought off the guy it's it's a like a pre-runner truck but full trophy truck spec with like a nicer interior that was owned by the owner of fox shocks or some shit like that it's like an eight hundred thousand dollar truck was the was the shop like adjacent to johnson valley like to the yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah it's right there motorsports 
No. Oh, okay. It, it, driven experiences. Oh, okay. Um, they're doing the dev work on the Bronco Raptor. Right. So they're like, they, we can't say much, but it's fucking sick. <laughs> um, but the, the, the truck that, yeah, that they had a lot of cool shit there, but that 79 F I posted it on my Instagram. It's, it's gorgeous red truck with just, you know, oh, I love uh, vintage yeah. trophy trucks. I talking about, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's sick shit, but the, the Volkswagen stuff was fun. I'm going to have, I'll have video out on that. They had a shooter there, which was very helpful. So with like red cameras, I'm like, Oh, it's going to look a little bit nicer than the normal shit we do. Um, let's jump into some Twitter questions. Sure. All right. Uh, first one is from our friend, Josh Ostrander at Mr. Underscore steal your dog. Why is the Porsche? Why is the Porsche GTS sport Turismo so much cooler than the 718 GT three? It's a GT four, but well, forgive that. Um, he always gets car shit wrong. Uh, <laughs> he does. I'm going to say this because I know Josh is going to listen. Whenever he like, because he, he's, he's my video guy for Auto Trader, and whenever he writes the, the names of the files, you know, it's like something, something, something final. It's, he has the wrong years or something oh. like this. And I laugh and I used to get annoyed about it, but I just, I have to let it go um, because you, why I get annoyed about that? But it's a, you? It's a GT4. Trying to, trying to make you look dumb? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, why is the GTS Sport Turismo cooler than the GT3, the GT4? Yes. Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, four-seater, sexy as fuck. Like, stance is just on point. Like, it, it showed really well in that red. Like, red, black wheels. I didn't even pay attention to the interior. Like, I know the interior is sick and sexy, but, like, it, like Porsche just has their shit together. Like, everything is just stance right. Like, like they they had what is the uh, what is the Cayenne GT like the, like the GT three equivalent of the of the SUV yeah but you know like the slant back Cayenne but it's oh like they the, have like the, the coupe three equivalent yeah yeah but, but there's also like beyond Turbo S there's now like the, oh the um GT3 the only thing beyond Turbo S is like SE hybrid no no no, no. The, the one with the gold wheels. Oh, like the Nurburgring time setting one? Yeah, whatever. The, whatever uh, I forget what that's called, but it's, exactly. it, I, I mean, they don't, they don't apply the GT3 nomenclature to those. Right. But, not, of course, but it's the equivalent. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not GTS either. Like. It might just be GT, to be totally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Anyway. Um, yeah, Coupe Turbo GT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Like, um, that thing yeah. and it's, it's super sexy. Like everything, like, everything they do now is just like, Right. Like if there's one brand where I, if I were to buy a car, leave it stock, drive it forever, it would be a Porsche. Like, yeah. Porsche. <laughs> and the, and the secret to the Porsche family is that uh, the GTS is almost always the best all around one. Right. Um, I, I love the GTS trim. I, if I, if I had to get a 911, if I had to get a 911, if I could afford a 911, like a GTS Targa, just cause I don't like convertibles, but for some reason Targa's cause I'm not going to like, I don't care that it's going to be heavier and all this shit. Right, right. A Targa 911 is like the jam for me. hundred percent for yeah. Canyon carving for hitting Malibu, like, you know, anywhere in orange County, like that's, that's the jam. It's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that top mechanism. Like it's cool. Literally, I would build a glass garage and I could just sit and like hit the remote if I could and like just watch, just watch it go up and do down. its thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
at Sean Keeley too, whose Twitter handle at the moment is going by happy Honda days. Um, it says <laughs> you have 60,000 to build yourself the ultimate Canyon carving project car. What is it? And what modification? So if I ever had, I'll, I'll answer first, then you go. Mm-hmm. If I ever had 60,000 for one of these, the thing is I would never buy one car. I'd buy like five, but, sure. but if I was going to build an ultimate Canyon carving project car with 60 grand, what I would like my dream thing because I think about this car all the time is muscle with modern proper suspension. Um, when I drove the Hotchkiss Challenger years ago, it was like a three, four, like a 70 or 72. Challenger. Yeah. The yellow one, no. it was like 70. Yeah. And I forget, I think it had like a, like a three forty. like it wasn't yeah. some monster engine, but the gearbox was perfect. The engine was perfect. Obviously, the suspension was so dialed, and I was like on the bumper in the video because he wouldn't use turnouts on the bumper of like a C5 vet and like get the fuck out of my way. I am so much faster than you right now. So my ultimate canyon carving project car, not that you can build a fucking 70 Challenger for 60 grand (laughs) Um, unless you uh, might, it would be to find maybe some like other, like a dart. You could find a dart for cheap and then it would be in that vein. It would be a muscle car that would look muscle car-y on the outside with absolutely perfect suspension and then like a not overkill, but, but perfect V8. Cause overkill, then you get yourself into trouble. Then you need bigger brakes then you need all this extra shit. Um, there you go. Mine would be a, a muscle car. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you need bigger brakes and suspension and everything. Just sure. Brakes and suspension are number one. Yeah. Like, you know, that's like the first thing that I would do to make sure that I'm safe and I'm not flying off the edge of a cliff. You know, it's like, there's, I mean, I'm a Mustang guy and there's so many different Mustangs you can build for 60 grand that are super capable and super fun. Like you can buy a, a box stock GT350. You could even buy a used GT350R and like you wouldn't have to do anything and that'd be yeah. an incredible candy carver. But you know, I'm a Fox body lover through and through and I would build a Fox body with probably either all maximum motorsport stuff, which I have mostly maximum motor, motorsports uh, suspension on my car. But I've got QA1 coilovers. Hmm. Um, but I would probably build a Fox body, like, you know, with Maximum Motorsports or Cortex stuff. Like, Cortex has a SLA front end. It's, like, super re-engineered, and it's, like, all modern technology, and it's, like, all billet control arms and stuff. And, like, Damn. their stuff is uh, pretty much untouchable, according to our buddy Mike Musto. He, uh, okay. he, had a, he had an S550 Mustang with all their stuff, and it was, like, like oh, that was the one he was feet. racing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he said it was totally streetable and like mild mannered and like it was, you know, totally chill, like when you wanted it to be, but it was, you know, a track killer. So I'd probably do something like that. And I don't know. I I don't want to say the, you know, the Derek were coyote powered. I would probably still stick with the small block Ford, like a. Yeah, 302. 302, like, you know, stroker motor, like high winding, like something that. So what, you know, you what can are grab they out and just enjoy? They bore those what are like three forty sevens or something you like that. Three forty seven with the three hundred two with yeah. uh, with the three fifty one. You can get to a four twenty seven, and I'd probably do like Borla induction. Like they have like straight stack like electronic fuel induction, uh, fuel injection, and like you know long tubes and stuff. Like you know, kind of old school, kind of new school. Like you just that. reminded me of of a build that I really like that that. It's, I'm not going to change my answer, but um, uh, there was, was it, 
Is it the dude? No, not the dude from Gas Monkey. He has one too, but there's another dude who built an F100 oh, yeah. that had like tilting pedals in the pedal box and like all this crazy shit. And um, if so, if I could like take buy my 65 F100 back and then like keep the outside looking the same, obviously it would sit a little bit lower. And the one thing I loved about the 390s is that you, you like swap the crank and it's a 428 <laughs> or some crazy shit like that. Um, or like Holly fuel injection on that, make it reliable. And, yep. Yeah. And awesome. I'd, I'd almost, I'd almost like um, quiet the exhaust up a little bit. Or at least have cutouts, you know, be like, oh, sorry, just no mild mannered truck, blah, 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 you know, like, f- woof, gone. You know, I have cutouts on my Mustang and I just, I'm like about to remove them. Like, it just, it doesn't sound good. It's obnoxious. It's like, like, it's the, the cutouts are before the uh, H pipe, the crossover. So it just really sounds like two four cylinders. And it's just oh. not, not nice. It's just loud. And it's nice. like, I'll never really like uncork that and like, yeah experience any power gain or any no. like more pleasure in driving. So I, I think no, I'm just no, no. eliminate those. That's funny. Um, the Oliver Picard at the Ollie Picard, most and least autom- most and least favorite automotive paint colors of all time. And you can extend that to wheels if you fancy. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. Porsche Ruby Stone. Favorite. Uh, favorite. Okay. 100%. You know, I'm colorblind. So like certain colors, like just don't pop for me. It's like, you know, British racing green and like certain brown tones, like they work on certain cars, but like for me, like I need pop, like visual punch is a huge part of like my aesthetic enjoyment. And I hate black cars, even though my, my Tahoe is black. Like I really wish I didn't have a black car. Like, you know, it just shows all of the imperfections. It's like, this thing is dusty all the fucking time. Exactly. They're clean once they're clean. Once the day you buy it and drive it off a lot after that, it's never clean and perfect again. Like, you know, white car hides so much, like even just doing that, wiping the dust off, you're like creating scratches and swirls, like on your car, like you're damaging it. Like you, you can't wipe down a black car, but yeah, I just, I love Ruby stone. It's like such a unique and such an iconic color for me. And it's like very nineties. Yeah. And, you know, I could see it on a newer car. Like I see it on a newer Porsche. Like I would, I would, there's not a car that I would not drive if it was painted rooms. Okay. Like um, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way to today. Ruby stone is my absolute favorite color. I would so, drive anything painted rooms. So is black your least favorite? A hundred percent. That makes sense. Um, as a kid, I always wanted like a fleet of black cars and now owning one, I'm like, Mm. Um, I still love this car, black and gold for life, but I, right. I need, I need to like hire an intern to just right. wipe the dust off. It's fucking right. in every day. It's like, even just sitting in the garage, it gets yes. covered in dust. I need a car cover is what I need. Um, it won't help. It won't do anything. No, I know. In fact, a car cover will actually create more swirls and imperfections than if it was left uncovered. Yeah, so you just can't wipe it down. You can't wipe it down dry. You've always got to wipe it with like a detailer and like yeah, the perfect microfiber. Right, right. Um, I think my favorite car color, as cliche as it is, uh, it's hard for me to get away from most greens. I'm not going to say British racing green. Um, There's a couple of the greens in the vintage Mercedes palette that I really like and uh, that I want to either paint slate green, like non-metallic. Like remember that that wagon that was at Radwood. That from Belgium, there was a there was a perfect 123 wagon 
there that I was drooling over I at Radwood. I, I thought that car was tan. I didn't know. <laughs> no, it was a gorgeous green. Um, okay. It's like a lighter, it's lighter than BRG. And it's, right. it's, it's just, uh, that's going to be my, my, my favorite. Uh, my least favorite is yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't hate black. I used to hate white, but every automaker's white paint got so much better since like, I want to say it goes back to a couple generations ago, Cadillac Escalade, where they were like throwing pearl in their whites. And then people were like, oh, we can make white look good. And then everybody's white got way better. So I don't have like, I don't really have. Lexus predates Cadillac with that. Lexus. That's true. Like introduced pearl white with like the LS 400, like probably the first or second generation. They're like, that was when everybody was like, oh, like Cadillac did like respond with uh, Pro White STS, but like, yeah. I think Lexus like had the first like really beautiful Pro White that like kind of, I don't want to say upset the industry, but like, right. Notice. Uh, I think then I, I'm going to pick, I'm going to take a stand. I think my least favorite automotive color is yellow. And then also, um, I never fell in love with the, the Mystic, yeah. uh, Mysticrome. I, I, I didn't you? care for that. Um, yeah. When I, when I see those color changing, like color flop wraps nowadays that harken back to mystic and mystochrome, like, I'm just like, you guys I are s- I see it. five years late. Like this is not fresh. Like <laughs> I see them mostly on Tesla's like, really. I, s- I see them mostly on like model fucking X's. I see it on McLaren's Lambro. Oh. like just like <laughs> right. obnoxious. You Dude, know, supercars and hypercars. I'm like, what's the point? Like, you don't get enough attention. Like, every Tesla, living, like setting your car on fire in every parking yeah. lot and every like car gathering there is. And, you know, um, paint. Yeah. Uh, Victor Troya at Vic Vic Troya 21. What is your favorite off road trail in Southern California? Ron, what's your favorite off road trail? In Southern- <laughs> <laughs> is Not it King of the Hammers? I went to, uh, by the way. I, over the weekend, I went to basically Johnson Valley, like the border of Johnson Valley, to like a Airbnb in Yucca Valley. Okay. Like literally, like across the valley, like across like a little ravine from Johnson Valley, and luckily, I had uh, our lifted Gladiator from work. It's a it's a Gladiator with like ready lift suspension, thirty eights on KMC bead locks, and like Jesus. I was planning to take my my Audi, but. You know, my Audi got broken into. Somebody smashed the windshield of my car yeah. and stole a bunch of shit, which sucked. And like, I had just like gotten new wheels and tires on it. I was like, already. Oh, oh hey, by the way, update: our our dash cams have shipped. All right, all right. <laughs> so, those, are, those are coming. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was super disappointing. I couldn't drive my Audi. But if I didn't know that this vacation on this Airbnb was on a crazy dirt road. And I would have never would have been screwed. Would have been able to access it in the Audi to begin with. Plus, I would have been pissed at how dirty it would have gotten after like a full detail. But yeah, this uh, this Gladiator is like just handled it with a plums. Just oh like, god, yeah. no issue. And it's just like it's like huge like ravines and just like crevices in the road. And I'm like, this can't be it. Like this is not the way. Like nobody drives on this road just to get home. But sure enough, like. Yucca Valley guys, like everybody drives like a lifted truck or uh, a yeah. or UTV and it's like nothing to them. So yep. I would, uh, I would say that road was probably the most treacherous trail that I've personally navigated <laughs> outside of King of the Hammer support vehicle status, right. which you know, I, I did not handle very well, but <laughs> there's my answer. 
Um, I, I like the one near me where I test the off-road stuff, uh, Maple Springs Truck Trail. Uh, it's not like something crazy, but I just have a lot of memories of driving some fun stuff up there, stopping at four corners when I'm not testing things. I, I can't stress this enough when I'm not testing things and having a beer with uh, my buddy Derek in his what, whatever year Bronco, at like 60. Remember you took the new Bronco and his old Bronco? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and then um, I've driven my daughter up and down there a bunch. Uh, that's really fun. Um, and then uh, trying to think where else we would go um, in Southern California. Yeah. I mean, that's probably maybe it's not a long one. It's not a big one, but it, you get to the tallest peak in Orange County. So you can, you know, kind of look out everywhere. Um, so I'll, I'll just go with Maple Springs truck trail as my easy answer. Um, last well, question we, from Twitter. We team, before what's, that. You want to learn the ropes up yeah. there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. While I have it? Yes, we could do that for sure. Especially because I just got this in the mail. I ordered. Um, oh, I hit my mic. Um, a portable air compressor so that we can air down at the start of the trail and then air back up when we're done. Right, all right. And I'm waiting. Bye. I just... I ordered from Adventure Imports this thing called the Indeflate. It's a hose that you can do two tires at a time. So you well, equalize the pressure nice. between the two tires. Yeah. yeah. That's St cool. Stoked on that. Yeah. Wes Seiler uh, convinced me to buy this. So I, I, I bought it and it's we'll gladly employ it because yes. my, my tire inflator, my compressor got stolen out of my Audi. Fuck dude. Uh, that sucks. Well, this one is, I think beefier anyway. This is like for like, like inflating RV more tires. Than my Duracell. Yeah. 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 Um, last question from Team Radar Love at Midnight Drifto. If you had unlimited advertising dollars and had to build a drift car, what would you build? I would build, trying to think of something different. I've always, I always wanted to see a Fox body drift car. Um, there was but, one. Did you ever yeah. see uh, Drift Patrol? Like in the early, early days. Uh, okay. Whatever the first years they actually ran at uh, Long Beach uh, Street Course here, like in, in association with uh, um, Long Beach Grand Prix. Yep. Back in the early days, I want to say like 2005, 2006, there was a, there was a Fox body notchback that was called Drift Patrol. It, it basically looked like a CHP car, you know, like oh, a nice. car. So it was the black and white with the headlight bar on the top. And it was, uh, it was competitive, but this is back when, you know, anybody was competitive. It was just like, if you oh, had yeah. an, a handbrake, an angle kit and like 250 horsepower, you, you were competitive. Right, right. Um, so the Fox body would be up there, but I'd really think just cause I just looked over my shoulder here, it'd be like this era XJ or not, um, the XJS coupe, the coupe. Would be like <laughs> a sick drift car. And then you have to go, you would have to go full like John player special livery though oh, on it. Yeah. Dude, that'd be the, like the coolest. And the guy would have to wear like leather gloves and, and like <laughs> smoke cigarettes the knuckles open. Yep. Yeah. You know, even though it's like not FIA safe or anything, <laughs> like you'd have to have those, but like, um, fire suit material underneath <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So I'd go, I would go within a XJS drift car with, by. I mean, I don't care what's underneath it. It would have, obviously it'd have to be like some manner of nitrous injected LS blah, blah, blah. You have to make a thousand horsepower these days. Yeah. What would you run? Uh, I'd want to, I'd want a truck, probably a mini truck. Ooh, um, I, like I mean, that. I, I would insist on V8 power, you know, yeah. say LS or, you know, some big bore V8 with nitrous or supercharger, probably supercharger. I just love supercharger wine, but, um, maybe a Ranger. 
Because uh, a, a lot of like the the suspension, like the rear end from a from a Mustang, was like interchangeable with the Ranger. They both had they both had eight point eights. There was a lot of five point conversions, so maybe a five like a you know Stroker five supercharged in a in a like a Ranger Splash or something like that. <laughs> that would be fucking rad. They're like, uh, yeah, they're like they're compact and like they have a they have a decent wheelbase. Yeah, it's not too twitchy. Like you'll be able to control a slide and something like that. And there's all sorts of bolt-on suspension components, and you, I think you could you could make something cool out of it. I like that answer. That's a good one. Um, that would be a lot of fun. Um, that's all the Twitter questions I have. That is all the topics I have for this week. Um, Autopia 2099 is this week. Well, shit. Actually, well, no. By the time this airs, it's over. Yeah, it happened and it went so great. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Um, We've got a lot of registered people. It it was funny, like a week before, so backing up, a week before the event, we had like 25 registered guests. And then like as of whatever period in time, like before the event happens, we're we're now over 100 and and, and like, yeah. So stoked on it. 100 was the number I wanted to hit and we're over it. And um could be some walk-ups day of and all that stuff and automakers are interested and i secured a food truck after one backed out and uh what are we um I, I i it's like a mix of mexican and american and um i found them on thumbtack have you ever used that app no what is that you, you normally i use it to like if you need like an electrician <laughs> or like something like that. And uh, I was trying this other website that's like in charge of like a bunch of food trucks and like the, the person did the initial email follow up. Yeah, we need blah, blah, blah. Reply to this email and we'll start the process and blah, blah, blah. And I replied and then they never followed up. I was like, well, what the fuck? And then I found food trucks on Thumbtack and one was like, we would love to be there. We can definitely do it. I was like, okay, okay uh, awesome. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. But either way, I, it went great is what I meant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Um, yeah, I actually was talking to Volkswagen today. I'm like, can you bring these these uh, yeah. two off-road vehicles? And they're like, they're like, we didn't even know about this. They're they're going to be on a truck like Monday or Sunday. But so we think we could maybe make that work. So, but we also have like, uh, uh, I keep saying we're going to have, but we'll talk about it after it happens then for real. Sure. I'll save it all that stuff. But there's cool sure. shit for sure. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on the social medias. First, you let me know if you need help with logistics and either getting vehicles there or anything like that. You know, if you just need hands on deck, I'll, I'll be there and uh, I'll be uh, at your mercy. Mm, um, I am 777style on Instagram and the web. And yeah, there's not a lot going on. We're going to start uh, ramping up with projects in the next uh, couple months, I hope. Some uh, potentially really exciting stuff uh, involving friends of mine (laughs) but uh yeah that's uh that's where i'm at you guys will see it i'm very excited for that um i know what he's talking about um follow me at hooniverse jeff what's that i don't think you do this isn't that i don't even know what you're talking about that's how much going on i honestly don't even remember what i've told anybody but all right okay all right i i feel like i do know this one though irons in the fire we shall see Okay. Um, someone bought a building. Oh, somewhere. No, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, okay. Although that right. is that is going swimmingly as well. Okay, great. That's yeah. good. 
Um, never mind then. Um, <laughs> I've said too much. Um, at Hooniverse Jeff, like and subscribe to the podcast, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we will see the rest of your wonderful faces and notes and comments and all that shit later on. And hopefully I saw you at Autopia if you're in the area. Uh, bye. Oh, my God.